versus the world productions. Nerds on the internet. What more could you ask for? www.vtwproductions.com. All right, we're here at Guild Wars 2 uh, booth to take a look at the actual game with one of the content developers. And I'll let him take it away as he's already been explaining much of the game. Yes. I'm uh, Colin Johansson. I'm the lead content designer on Guild Wars 2. Thank you. And so, so far we've made a character, a char elementalist, and we're going in through the, uh, to the intro uh, zone, which is the first story you told us. Yeah, yeah. So we're heading now to what is effectively the char tutorial in Guild Wars 2. Um, and the story here is basically uh, 200 years ago, the armies of the char had marched to the gates of the capital city of the humans. Uh, and rather than surrender the city, the king of the humans shattered his sword and laid a curse on all the humans turning them all into ghosts that would perpetually defend their lands against the Char. So the Char have built their capital city now, 200 years later, near this city that the humans lived in, and they're battling the ghost armies, trying to drive them out of these lands. All right. So uh, we're capturing some video as well, which we hope to have posted on the site. Um, Going to, I guess, our first quest uh, Char guy here. Right off the bat, uh, there are no traditional quests in Guild Wars 2. Uh, you never have to walk up to a guy with, you know, uh, a, an exclamation point over his head, have him give you a giant block of test, text, have a task and run off and do it and come back. Um, there are occasionally characters in your personal story that have a little marker over your head telling you that that's who you need to talk to. But uh, that just progresses your story and continues you along. Uh, all this is out in the open world right now. Um, we're playing with other players if other players come in here. Is is this its own instance then, uh, in a sense, or are you basically anybody could come into this area? Uh, so, this is the tutorial for the char. So this is this is persistent up to about twenty players can come in here. As soon as you leave the tutorial, it goes out into the open world where hundreds of players can all just run in and out of the maps all at the same time, and everything is open uh, for everybody to play together. So you can see, wherever you go, there's guys talking to you. Um, this this is all recorded in voice dialogue as well. Um, there's over 60 feature films worth of voice dialogue recorded for Guild Wars 2. So everywhere you go in the game, you can always hear people talking to you and telling you what's going on instead of having to constantly read everything. Uh, we find that to be much more immersive and draw you into the game that way. So here's an example of one of our cinematics with all this voice dialogue. So yeah, we're getting, uh, just to give some visual description of what we're seeing, is we have... Uh, Centurion talking to our character, telling us about uh, the ghosts that I, apparently are beating them back, and let's see, da, 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 and talking about the leader of the ghosts, and this is all fully, uh, you said voice acted, so the whole thing has come through a voice, and now he sent us on our way. So we're headed now to meet up with Ritlock Brimstone, who is one of the heroes of the Char, uh, and he is launching an assault against the leader of the ghost army, Duke Baradin. Uh, who, for fans of Guild Wars 1, they will remember he was one of the main characters in Guild Wars 1. So you actually get to go fight against this guy 200 years later. And you can see there's other, here's a bunch of other players that are running around in here with us all at the same time right now. So one of the things you'll notice is, as we're moving around using skills, you can actually move and use skills in Guild Wars 2. You can dodge and avoid projectiles and avoid attacks. Uh, this is something that's really unique about the game that you don't find in traditional MMOs where combat is much more action-oriented. There's a lot of skills that are positional-based. Uh, you can use almost every skill while you're moving. So it, it plays much more like an action game than a you're kind of stuck-in-mud traditional MMO-style combat. Now, it looks like you actually... I mean, right now you're soloing, I guess, for lack of a better word. How is that 
play in terms of being on your own versus being in a party? So one of the really great things about Guild Wars 2 is you actually, the content is set up so that regardless of if you're a party or not, the game actually scales the content you are doing in difficulty and creates more creatures for you to fight against. Uh, and everyone is working on objectives at the same time. So you can see there are three other players here with me right now. And we're just about to get, yeah, we just got our first dynamic event in the game. Um, so this one is defeat Duke Baradin's ghostly minions. So waves of ghosts are going to run at us here. Uh, and again, we didn't have to talk to anybody. This just happened because we're in the world and this event occurred. Now, this event will scale, and the more players who show up, the more ghosts there's going to be in each wave of attackers that come at us. So based on the number of players that are here, there's always something for everyone to do. The rewards also scale, so if I kill a creature and somebody else helps me kill that creature, we both get experience and we both get loot rolls on that creature, so you're always working together with other players. That just said you learned a new skill. Yeah. So one of the things about Guild Wars 2 is the first five skills on your skill bar are determined by the weapon that you have equipped. Uh, and as you use skills on those weapons, you actually learn the rest of the skills. So by using my fireball and killing enough targets, I learned Lava Font here, which puts a little pulsing lava area on the ground. So this dynamic event is actually about to branch into a new event. And Duke Baradin's ghost has jumped inside of this huge statue. Uh, and now right off the bat in our char tutorial, we're going to get a giant boss fight here. Uh, so this is the point in the traditional MMO where we would be maybe killing ten rats or collecting five puppy tails. Um, and we want to show that we're, we want to take this to the next level and, and have giant boss fights and have content that, you know, is stuff that everyone can be doing right at the beginning of the game. And these continue all the way through the game as you're playing through it. And these are in the open world where everyone gets to experience them instead of hidden at the end of dungeons where hardly anyone gets to fight them. So this dynamic event scales just like any other event in the game. So this guy gets more health based on the number of players that are here, and he actually does more damage as well to make the fight interesting for exactly the number of play people that are here participating. So you can see he has some special attacks. He'll slam his hammer into the ceiling and make rocks fall. Uh, he'll slam his hammer down and send everyone flying. Uh, he does a scream where he fears everyone, and ghosts jump out of these coffins here. There's that. And the little ghosts are all going to come flying out to help defend him. You can see I can actually dodge this guy's attacks using my evade skills here. Um, skill 6 is my dedicated healing skill. Every, every profession in Guild Wars 2 has a healing skill available to them as well. And um, that is always your 6th skill. So that you're never reliant on other players, and instead other players become a, be a benefit to you that can help you play, but you don't need someone else to do anything at any given time. Now, occasionally we see red circles on the ground. Is that from the boss or is that from a player? So that's actually from the boss. Um, those are signs where you can see I just got hit by a rock falling from the ceiling. That's actually telling me where the rocks are going to fall, so I have a moment to try to dodge and evade out of the way. Uh, I did a really bad job of dodging there. <laughs> now, there's actual targets also appearing on the boss. Is that, like, weak points? or? Correct. Those are, those are the locations on the boss that you can attack and actually hit him. Um, on various bosses in the game, sometimes these will toggle on and off based on things you've done and actually open up locations where you can do more damage to the bosses because of that. So that's the end of just the basic tutorial intro to the game for the char. Each race has a completely unique tutorial. Um, what you would do now is basically you, you get put out in the open world where there are hundreds and thousands of other players all running around at the same time. Um, and you have a lot of options available to you. You can continue on your personal story, which is your single-player RPG story in the game. You can play dynamic events like the two that we just showed you that scale up based on the number of players that are there. And those are constantly going on all over these maps while you're playing. And they're changing the world all the time based on the outcomes of the events. So there'll be events where like enemies march and try to attack a fort. 
and if players don't defend it and win the event, the enemies actually take the fort over. That fort is lost to the entire world, and new events appear to retake the fort. Um, the merchants that were in there are lost, uh, and events actually chain out of that, where the enemies start to spread out and attack new locations in the map because those events failed. And these, these events are constantly cycling in the maps as you're playing through them and changing the world all the time. So there's all this content for all the players to do. Even if they go back to a map they've already been in, there might be a completely different world going on in there because there are new events running they've never seen. Very dynamic AI. Yeah, very much so. Uh, you know, it's a, a dynamic gameplay, dynamic AI. Um, a living, breathing, dynamic world is what we've built with Guild Wars 2 so that you can play the game and every time you log on you can experience something new and different and feel like you're playing in a real world with other players. When the graphics are stunning too, you have amazing graphics. It's very visually pleasing, I think. Thank you very much. So with all the games coming out and all the MMOs coming out in the next year, year and a half, what makes yours the one we want to play? Uh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll give you... I'll give you three reasons why I, I think you, sh you should play this game. Um, the first one is the personal story, that single-player RPG element I talked about. Uh, this is the MMO that if you love RPGs, if you love those great single-player stories, this is the game that you have to play because it has, just from level one, there are 15 unique stories that you can play in the game right off the bat. Uh, all of those stories branch and change as you play through the game, so the decisions you make actually affect the story you experience, and you can experience a completely unique story from someone else. Uh, and you should feel, when you finish this game, you're going to feel like you experience an epic RPG story on par or better than any of the best RPG games you have ever played before. That's reason number one, inside of an MMO. The second thing is, this is a true living world. This is taking advantage of the fact that there are millions of players playing an MMO, and it's actually putting them together into an area, encouraging them to play together, rewarding them for playing together, and making it feel like it is a real living world you're playing in. You know, there's no things where you walk up, you talk to a guy, you get three paragraphs of text, you run off, you do something, and two seconds later someone's going to do the exact same quest, and it's not going to mean anything, you know? A farmer could tell you, my daughter got kidnapped. You run off, you do the quest, and you save her, and then somebody else does the same thing two minutes later, and she's never saved. She's always perpetually captured. And Guild Wars 2, when you save her, she is safe. You bring her back. She's back safely in her house. She stays there. Her father says thank you and rewards you for doing it. The actions everyone does actually has meaning on the world and changes the world. Uh, what, uh, what are your server limitations? How many players are you going to be able to host per server and all of this? Uh, so we haven't finalized our, our total server players uh, as of yet. Uh, it's going to be thousands of players on a server at a time, though. It's, it's going to be very large server populations. Uh, I, just, I just assumed you weren't. You said millions in the world, and I assumed you didn't have the, the hardware and network capacity to handle that all in one server. <laughs> no, no they'll, be, they'll be split across a whole bunch of different servers, yeah. But, but you know, millions of people play in the game, definitely. Okay, so reason number three is the dynamic combat in Guild Wars 2. Uh, the fact that you can actually dodge and evade attacks, that you can actually use skills on the move, that all the skills are very positional-based and they're very graphics-based and very visceral. Everything you're doing, you're looking at the middle of the screen. You're seeing what your enemies are doing. You're almost never watching the UI bars. You're not watching little bars move up and down. You're not watching recharge things. You're not watching monitors going. You're always watching the middle of the screen and seeing what's going on. And it's a much more immersive experience. It's much more action-based combat. So you actually get drawn into it and feel like you're playing it, as opposed to feeling like you're playing the, the UI like you do in a traditional MMO. So let me ask, one of the things you brought up was every ca uh, character is going to have their own heal skill. Are you trying to at all challenge the paradigm of tank, healer, DPS? Yes. Uh, so there are no dedicated healers in Guild Wars 2. Uh, we are trying to kill the Holy Trinity in this game. Uh, 
And one of the biggest reasons that we're getting rid of that is we all play a ton of MMOs. And we hate that moment where you're sitting around for 30 minutes trying to find one healer. Like, we to do this raid, we've got seven people. We need one more healer to go do it. We call that waiting to have fun. And we don't want that in Guild Wars 2. What we've done is every class has its own class-specific healing skills available to them. Uh, and every race or every profession has the ability to swap weapons while they're in combat. Um, and when they swap weapons, it actually changes the abilities that are available to them and changes the role they play in combat. So a warrior can be up on the front line using a hammer, and they're more of a frontline melee character. They can swap to a bow right in the middle of combat. Their first five skills change out to bow skills, and suddenly they're a ranged character who's just as effective as ranged. They just play a different way. And what this allows you to do is you can pick the five people that you want to play content with. They can play the professions that they actually want to play. And then when you approach the content and you try to defeat it, it's all about using the skills you have available to you and using the roles and the weapons you have available to you to overcome it rather than before you do the dungeon saying, we need three tanks, we need two DPS, and we need three healers. Instead, you go in with your friends and you say, here's all the abilities we have available to us with the professions we're playing. How do we overcome it using the things we have? Uh, and it actually makes for a much more fun experience. It's more tactical and it, built, it brings everybody together so you can always play with your friends instead of having to sit around waiting for people from the Holy Trinity to show up to do it. And then, so, you're talking about in, in the end when you get into dungeons, what's the end game look like for Guild Wars 2? All right, so the end game is very robust. Uh, there's a lot of different things available to you. Uh, so I talked about dynamic events. Uh, because the world is constantly changing and there's all these different events going on, you can actually go back to any part of the world and experience completely unique events that you never saw before and play through maps that you've already gone through. So that's one of the forms of endgame. Uh, then we have dungeons, and our dungeons have two layers to them. There's a story version to every dungeon, which is a very pickup group friendly version of the dungeon. It actually tells a very specific story with a lot of really nice cutscenes and dialogue. When you complete the story version of a dungeon, it unlocks the explorable version of a dungeon. And the explorable version of a dungeon is our raid versions of dungeons. Uh, they're extremely difficult. They require a lot of group uh, continuity and group play. Uh, and when you play through one of these explorable dungeons, you actually get to vote on which path you want to take through the dungeon. So you get into the dungeon, and every dungeon has minimum three paths that you can take through it that offers you completely unique and different gameplay. So take a traditional dungeon in a normal MMO, and you walk into it, and you have one plan, and you always beat it one way, right? Instead, each time you go into that dungeon, you can all decide which path do we want to do now. You follow that path, and then you can go do a different path the next time. So the dungeon doesn't feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again. Then as you're playing through those dungeons, we have dynamic events, just like we have in the open world, that can happen in the dungeon. So it'll be just like playing with your favorite D&D group, where you're rolling through the dungeon and all of a sudden a dynamic event happens that you've never experienced before. And a boss will like Kool-Aid man through a wall and a wall will explode <laughs> and a boss will come running out and start attacking you. Uh, and yeah, you know, maybe four times you've played this dungeon, that's never happened before. Um, you may discover a secret corridor and you pull a, a sconce on the wall and a door opens and a guy who's been trapped in the dungeon for 50 years comes running out and he goes, oh my God, free me. And you get an event to actually get him out of the dungeon. There's all this dynamic content that's going on so that each time you play the dungeon, not only do you have three different paths or more to pick between, you also have new events that are going on, so even that feels unique. Uh, and each of those dungeons have rewards that you get at the end of them. Um, and every time you finish the dungeon, you get a token. Uh, you don't have to roll on loot tables to see if you get the cool loot at the end. Everyone gets one token for participating, and you can turn in these tokens for their unique armor sets from that dungeon and the unique weapons for it. That, yeah, that sounds great. Um, do the dungeons also scale in terms of difficulty based on the size of your group? Uh, so the dungeons don't scale in difficulty based on the size of your group. They're balanced straight up for five-man groups. 
However, if you're really good, you can try to tackle them with less than five players. Um, and if you go back and you fight dungeons that are earlier in the game, uh, the game will actually sidekick you down to the level of the dungeon so that it will be challenging for you. So you can actually go play any of the dungeons anytime you want. And this comes back to that core idea of being able to play the game with whoever you want whenever you want to play with them. Um, so any of the content in the game will do that and will bump you down to the level of the area. You'll be a little more powerful than other people, but, you know, if your friend's level 30 and you're level 50, we're not going to do that thing to you. Yeah, and, and you can go play with them that way as opposed to, you know, having to wait around or make a new character. Wherever your friends are, wherever wherever your husband is in the game, you can go meet up with them and play with them anytime you want, and the game will sidekick you to a lot of play together. Oh, that's amazing. That was really good, actually. We have a lot of friends who start off late. I, myself, start off late on a lot of MMOs, and being able to do that instead of having to start an entire new character is a really good I have that problem all the time, too, and it drives me crazy. I have 50 characters because I'm trying to play with everybody. It's like, I just want to play my characters I love, you know? So what's the release window time frame for Guild Wars 2? Uh, so the release the release time frame is basically when it's done. Uh, we're, uh, we're in... I'm sorry. We're, we're in closed alpha right now. Um, based on the outcome of the closed alpha, it's going to determine our beta date. We have said we will go into closed beta before the end of this year. Um, based on the outcome of that beta uh, and what feedback we get from it, that is going to determine our other beta plans and our release date. Um, so when we say when it's done, we're being honest. We really don't know. We want to have the time to be able to go into beta and say, hey, this thing we're doing isn't working. Let's change it, as opposed to just have to release the game based on some arbitrary timeline. And then, of course, Guild Wars 1 was an MMO, but it did not have the monthly fee. Is that the same for Guild Wars 2? It will be the exact same pricing plan for Guild Wars 2. You buy the game once, you can play it free forever, period. Yep. Awesome. Well, that's incredible. Thank you so much for all your time. This. I really appreciate it. Um, we could probably talk to you about this all day. I didn't even tell you about PvP yet. We all yeah, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we probably, we probably should keep moving on. But thank you so much for your time, and I'll cut it here. All right. All right. Versus the World Productions. Podcasts and blogs by Geeks for Geeks. www.vtwproductions.com.